Okay, now I am joined in the studio by, uh, well, certainly to start with, somebody whose name is very well known amongst the local music scene because uh, Jip Begain records pretty much every band on the Isle of Man at Ballacruz Studios. Uh, Faster my Jip. Faster my. Kiss Tao. Tammy Brown from Idler. Well, we're not really here to talk about Ballad Groove, but I take it you're still you're still very busy at the moment, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, all good, thank you. Well, there's something going on for you at the moment. Now, Jip dropped me a message a couple of weeks ago, and I just thought this was fascinating. Uh, he said, so 13th Pillar uh, group from... How, lo- how long ago when did 13th Pillar get together, Jip? I think it's about 20 years. About 20 yeah. years ago. You've got a new album out, so let's talk about that first, because I just think, you know, putting something out, when was the last time you actually put something out? Um... They put out, before I was with them, they put out an album about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, for the 20 years, it's been a continuum. Okay. Carl Collins and Selwyn Collister are the, are the main guys in the band. They write all the music. They get together every Thursday night and they write a song every Thursday night and have done for over 20 years. They write years. a new song every Thursday? Yeah. yeah. Thursday Night Music Club. That's amazing. Yeah, so they've got literally hundreds of songs. And then they select their favourites, and then we do them live a couple of times a year. I, I, I go in and play the bass lines, and Brian Bruff now is the drummer. Um, and then we get together and play live. But because we've done a few live gigs in the last few years, um, we put the favourite songs together on an album. How exciting. So. And vinyl. And vinyl, absolutely. Yeah. Lovely and orange vinyl. Oh, how beautiful. I thought there'd be more groups on the island actually putting stuff out on vinyl. There's still not that many. Is it still quite prohibitively expensive then? Yes. Mm. It is quite it is expensive to do. But I mean I think we're of an age or vintage that you want an artifact. You know, you want something to say that you released an album. And if you only release it digitally there's, well, there's nothing wrong with that. It it just doesn't actually feel like you've really released it. Yeah. So I know Selwyn and Carl, I guess, were really keen to, to have a proper vinyl. I mean, they did years and years ago, the first release 13th Pillar did. We did a split single, Risical Feck and 13th Pillar, a double seven-inch single. I think I've got that, actually. Yeah, and then yeah. Selwyn did a single with his band Selwyn, a seven-inch single. And he also did a vinyl with Suicide High Life, which was the band he was in back in the day as we'll speak about later so he's always tried to do vinyl releases which is great yeah, yeah. It's, is it a whole different process then if you're putting your sort of production hat on it must be very different thinking about a release on vinyl than anything else um, I mean it's the same process in that you master the material for the medium on which it's going to be delivered so but mastering for vinyl is there's a few little extra things you have to do to make sure that the needle doesn't skip and everything and you go through a process of getting a test pressing back to check and so on so it's a little bit more convoluted than online um, and it's you've got to kind of know what sounds good on vinyl you know when you're mixing it to make it sound good otherwise if you if you mix it for in the way you'd mix a cd it won't necessarily sound the best it could on vinyl so there is a little bit but it's not particularly more difficult it's just different just out of interest then while we're on that front because when you're listening to stuff on computer and phone which loads of people do nowadays mm-hmm. do you also have to sort of do a mix with that because there's not much bass when you're listening on a computer or on your phone really is it so do you have to consider that when you're, yeah. you're mastering yeah yeah you do especially for phones i mean for a certain age group um that's predominantly how the listeners on phones yeah um so you do you have to make sure that all the the low end, the bass and the kick drum 
translate and come through on these tiny little one inch half inch speakers which is irritating because it you know it's it's much better to listen to music on proper speakers clearly yeah. than listening to it on a phone but if that's how people listen to it then that's how you have to I suppose if that's it, what you've so. grown up with as a yeah. lot of the kids now have yeah, you know absolutely I sound it's, really old <laughs> yeah. Well, I am. You are. We are. well, I don't mean you yeah. are. I mean, I was speaking to Bonds then when I said that. Well, so we should introduce Bonds, really, uh, aka Stephen Brown. Bonds, it's lovely to have you in the studio. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. And you're here representing who? Well, I'm representing the Psychedelic Rottweilers. <laughs> Such a good name for a group. <laughs> Thank you. Tell us a little bit about the Rottweilers. All right, well, we um, started 35 years ago played for a couple of years but we actually haven't played for 32 years now oh my word so we're coming back with a, a gig in a couple of weeks um at the station port st mary with with 13th pillar so we're very honored to have our comeback gig playing alongside these guys so we should, i should ask them why now why do you decide to come back now um it's it's a difficult one um it originally started with myself and laws uh, lawrence marsh and um, he got a poster put up in the station ports of one of our old gigs we played back in Bushies, the original Bushies, uh, many, many years ago. And I was raving about that. And Lars happened to be in the pub at the same time. I hadn't seen him for years. And I was just chatting to him saying, oh, you know, we never really finished the band. We just kind of fizzled out as such. And um, I said, it'd be great just to play one off again. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. And we said, right, let's do it then. You know, and kind of both got a bit of time on our hands now. And um, um, Ro, the landlady of the station, very kindly let us rehearse in there. And we've just been trying to get band members together and putting it back together again. So, so it, is it the original lineup then? No, no, the original lineup was was one of the guys that works here, Matty Cunningham. He's our bass player. Oh, Matty! But he's um, he's too busy. You guys are keeping him way too busy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our drummer, original drummer, was uh, Rivy, who Paul Riv, he lives across now, so he couldn't fly over just to rehearse with us, uh, unfortunately. So we've got a new drummer. Um, we actually haven't got a bass player, which is a bit weird, but it's, it's still... Are you listening, Chip? <laughs> He's too busy. <laughs> He's got his other band on the go, oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah. can't find the time. It's, it is difficult, isn't it? I mean, because you must have obviously have had to sort of remind yourself of all the material. That must have been tricky. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... It can be, it's, it's all original stuff. We've written everything ourselves. Um, luckily, Chip had a recording of us when we played in the Central way 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 back in 1989 and 1990 or something and so we gave that a listen and tried to make head and a tail of it and you know we were able to kind of put some of the lyrics together i rewrote a lot of the words again just from what i could remember and lawrence was able to pick up the the sort of riffs and the chords and that so yeah it came together and we've like so we've got a new drummer in now we've now got a sax player as well which is brilliant it adds so much to it so yeah we're, we're kind of excited about doing it you know, oh so. it's cool well I don't think we've got any recordings have we no. of Psychedelic Rock Valley so not yet <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing Psychedelic is a bit of a clue is it to the yeah, genre it's, it's, yeah it's, it's hard to describe what we do I mean we've it is of a psychedelic element. I mean, our guitarist, Lars, is very influenced by Sid Barrett, but also the Stooges. So there's a lot of that in... I mean, my influences are far and wide from folk music. I love the Unthanks, one of my favourites. Oh, Down. they're fantastic. Yeah, I've seen them so many did times. Did you see them at the Gaiety? I did. It was special, wasn't it? And Centenary, yeah. And I went special to their festival, and I'm off to see them in December for their winter festival. So, yeah. But I also... 
yeah, Spaceman 3 and The Fall. There's a complete mixture of stuff, so very influenced by a lot of different things that I try to put into the songs. Um, so the, the, yeah, the music, I suppose it is primarily psychedelic, but there is gentler bits, the softer bits, so it's it's a nice nice round mixture. I don't know, Chip's here does, I don't know what yeah, you can I mean, add you, to. You do some spoken word stuff as well, don't you? Yeah. Poetry. Ooh, yeah, so I mean, I've, in the intervening years, I did quite a bit of Amdram, so I do sort of poetry. We've, we kind of got one of the songs, we've got a bit of James Joyce in there, and another one, we've got some Keats in there, so, you know, and then I do, I've written some bits myself in there, so it's a nice, nice mixture. This sounds like a, a brilliant and unique evening, I have to say. It is. And a, as great. you mentioned, it is alongside uh, the uh, 13th Pillar crew as well. Now, we do have some music with us, Jip, from 13th Pillar. We've got two songs, we've got Dig Your Own Grave and Break My Bones from this new album, this lovely vinyl. When is it actually going to be out? Is it going to be available at the game? Um, it's out. It's out now. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, uh, so it's available in Sound Records and the Bridge Book Shop and Brian's Record Emporium in Port St Mary, probably other places, but I can't remember. Isn't it great now that we've got these record stores where Brilliant. you can? It's just yeah. so good. They're sort of popping up all over the place, which is fab. So from that album, Thirteenth Pillars, brand new album, we're going to hear "Dig Your Own Grave" now, and then we'll chat more with my studio guest with Bonds and Jip after this. So-called friends Whoa. 
That was Dig Your Own Grave from the new release by 13th Pillar. I've got to be so careful how I say this. Pieces missing. I just had to go off air there, Jip, and it nearly came out very differently, didn't it? (laughs) Definitely called Pieces Missing, which is available now on vinyl, orange vinyl, uh, from all your good record stores all around the island, so you can get it there. But there is this gig fast approaching. Jip, just remind us when and where the gig is. 25th of November at the Railway Station Hotel in Port St Mary. Which is a lovely little venue, isn't it? It is, it's great. Rhea Rose, great landlady. Um, She's great for putting bands on. Um, And it's somewhere where original bands can play as well, doing original material, which is great. Um, Yeah, we have good nights down there. Absolutely. There was a gig on them. We had Dusty Plankton on on Saturday night for a friend's birthday. And it was heaving. It was great. Really good. Good crowds. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it's great. good it's to know. Great it does. South. Yeah, it does seem like because Bonds obviously have been kind of out of the scene for for some while. Yeah, so coming yeah. back into it again, how do you think? How healthy do you think it is at the moment? From what you know, I'm amazed how good it is because I go back to like I say the Bushies days yeah. when you know everyone really supported each other. And it was, it such was magic a wonderful then, scene. wasn't it? You, know, there's, you could be a punk, a goth, a hippie, a rocker, but we all supported each other and helped each other, and it was a fantastic scene then. Although I drifted away from it for 30 odd years, I still had half an ear on it and thought it seemed to have lost it. But now, you know, with like the Manx punks and people like that, it's brilliant seeing what they're doing. It seems to be the real enthusiasm's back again. And, you know, it's, it's just great to see. Yeah, so many young people playing. Yeah. You know, being a cynical old man, I'm loving what I'm seeing, sort of thing, you know. You don't come across as cynical <laughs> to me. Has it been a bit of a nervous kind of um, uh, practice getting back into it then? Incredibly, especially as it's our own stuff we're doing, you know, words I've written, it really makes you feel incredibly nervous. I mean, I'm, I am very nervous about the gig itself, you know. I'm, I will enjoy it, but I know beforehand I'll be... I don't know, I won't be able to hold a pint, so let's put it like that. <laughs> and you kind of hinted that you said it was maybe just a one-off gig. Is this going to be... Well, originally we thought we'd do it as one-off just to finish the band, but we've actually been asked by Mad Daddy to support them um, two weeks later on December the 9th at Port Mary Town Hall. They've got a gig on down there and they've asked us, so we're going to play that one. And then because it, the rehearsals have been going so well and we've been loving it and we've started writing new songs and... You know, we've, we've got a lot of ideas for new songs. We're going to carry it on, hopefully, into the new year. And who knows, maybe one day record with somebody that's sat very near me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe so one day. Exciting. But yeah, we're certainly going to carry it on for a while, yeah. Yeah. If, oh, that's if people will have us. <laughs> I'm sure they will. So, uh, obviously, that psychedelic rock is playing with 13th Pillar. Um, I do need to ask you both about your firsts because we're doing this now. This is a thing. And it's a really nice way of finding out about people's sort of love of music and what's sort of inspired them over the years. And just to give other people an idea of what they should maybe check out that they haven't yet musically. So, Jip, come on then. We'll come to you first then. So, um, what was the first record or single that you bought, album or single that you bought, and what format was it in? Um, first single, seven-inch single, was Elvis Costello, Oliver's Army. Um, Good choice. Which I still like, still a great tune. And I, I remember, what I, what, one of the things I remember about it, I really like the A-side, it's a big pop tune, but the B-side, he did a version of My Funny Valentine, which wasn't well, what, a song I knew Do you know, I think time. I've heard that. I think um, I've heard that, yeah. It was very different, it was very slow, and yeah. it showed a whole new side to, to his voice and stuff, and I remember that being quite a formative Thing. No, just noticing that this artist could do two different things. Yeah, and then you um, hear something like shipbuilding, anything. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, fantastic tune. Yeah. And the first album was Blondie, Parallel Lines. 
Same oh, year, 1978. These are too cool. These are too cool. I love it when you get people who are like super cool young groups and they say, well, actually, it was Spice Girls was the first one I bought. <laughs> okay, then come on then, Bonds. Fess up. What was the first uh, album or single you bought and what format was it? Well, probably the first album, this is where it's not cool, it was actually probably a Shaken Stevens album, I'd imagine. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called or anything. First single I really remember buying... Again, it was probably a rock and roll one, but I can't remember. And the one I remember was the Boomtown Long Tails. Yeah. Someone's looking at, yeah. And did you both get... The, was this on the island that you both know? Yeah. Where, yeah, it was. So do you remember which shops you bought them in out of interest? Yeah, music box. I was going to say Port music Aaron. box. Music Port box. Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Or Coleman's. Might have been Coleman's. Yeah, I think it was the mine music box. Mine was definitely the music box. Yeah. yeah. Mine, it was always either Woolies or Shocks for me. Those were the two. Yeah, the that, two record shops in Port Aaron in those days. Yeah. Two? Oh, yeah. my word. Still get, you can get your records changed. in Bridge Bookshop, so it's all right. That's um, that's so that's good. Those are both good shouts, uh, all good shouts there. What about the first gig you saw, Bonds? Do you remember? Uh, sorry, Jip, do you remember what that was? The first, like, your big gig first, you went to? I mean, I went to lots of gigs on the Island Man, but the first, which were all great. I mean, the first one of note on the Island Man that really blew me away was a band called the Bastonados in Bushies in 1987, I think, which is Lawrence from Psychedelic Rottweilers. It was the band he was in at the time with Raz and Carl and Gordon and John. And they were playing all stuff like the Stooges and the New York Dolls and stuff I'd never heard. And it completely changed my life. It was a life-changing experience. My first off-island gig was the wedding present at the Ritz in Manchester. Oh, my word, what a great first gig. Which was which was great. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, the Membranes supported John Robb's band, uh, which was really good. Um, but the wedding present I was really into the wedding present at the time and it was it just blew me away to, to be in a when you were from the Isle of Man at the time and you were into alternative music you knew a handful of other people who were into it and then you went to a gig and there's a thousand people there and everyone knows every word I'm sure it's, it's an experience lots of people have but it was yeah I was never going to go back after that it was gigs for the rest of my life Do I loved know- it that is a lovely thing to say because I think I think we're sort of coming back round to that age now where it seems now because of the advent of streaming, which can be seen as a very, very negative thing, but a very positive thing about it is that young people are experiencing every possible genre of music, aren't they? It's available to them like that. And so actually you get less of a separation between genres. You tend to get people liking all kinds of stuff, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, I could say a lot about streaming that I don't like but, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> but on the plus side yeah I mean you can listen to any song that's ever been made by anyone ever yeah. whenever you want I mean that's got to be a good thing and sort of instant recommendations I admittedly I do still love the idea of just chatting down the pub and people saying have you heard this that's yeah. more my kind of thing but it does have its positives yeah it does yeah. alright then Bonds what was the uh, first gig you remember going to I mean obviously with Jip probably at the Bastonados gig but I think before that I, over here was probably the Black Riders um, Chris Lamb I can't remember the rest of the group but the a rock band over here back yeah. in the day um, Across to be honest probably the first one I went to Across was the Donington Rock Festival Oh so you in, saw loads of people Yeah is when Guns N' Roses were just starting to become big and they played mid-afternoon so that was quite a to see them I mean they were fantastic at that time because yeah. they were still young and so good and you know we had Kiss and Iron Maiden and Megadeth and that playing so it was, it was a again coming Some from of the a small island to go to yeah. a festival that had more people than lived on the Isle of Man was quite wow this is yeah. crazy but you know but no it's good and then the following year going to the infamous Reading 89 that yeah. we were both at which is to me the best 
lineup of music ever. He could never surpass that. You know? Not not surpass since I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those ones that loads people's eyes, isn't it? It's yeah. just the pinnacle, really. Absolutely. What about? Um, do you remember the first gig that you performed yourself? Well, I think. I mean, as with the Rottweilers, it would have been. I think it was the Broadway pub in Douglas in probably eighty eight or eighty nine. So, yeah, probably 89. I'm pretty sure it was there. Yeah. Because the first gig, we didn't have a drummer. We had a drum machine. I didn't have a clue what we were doing. It's completely out of time with us. <laughs> or we were out of time with it. Who knows? <laughs> so, but then we thought, yeah, we really need a drummer. <laughs> were you there for that one, Jip? I would have been, yeah. 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 Like I said, we used to support each other. Whoever had gigs on, no matter who you were, from yeah. Bushes, we all went yeah. out and supported each other. Such a lovely scene. Uh, yeah. What about you, Jip? What was your first gig? Um, it it would have been with a band uh, called I'm trying to remember what we were called at that point. I think we were called Love Blood. We we're a punk-ish band. And it was me, Matty Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Again, it's very all very interchangeable. Um, Rivy, um, who was in Psychedelic Rottweilers original, and Steve Goldsmith, who does lots of poetry on the island. He was singing. I think that was it, it was in the band. And we did a gig at the garden room at the Villa Marina and we were at best chaotic. <laughs> that's, um, that's a good thing to be. That is a good thing to be. And we weren't asked back. Oh, no. <laughs> Which didn't surprise us in the slightest. <laughs> They're more used to the guild in the garden room. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, those are lovely memories. Well, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk to you about uh, artists that you would like to recommend. But let's hear more music now from 13th Pillar from the new album. Uh, we've got this uh, track now called Break My Bones. So we'll hear that and then we'll chat more with Jip and Bonds after this.
So if you just tuned in, we are chatting with Jip, who's representing 13th Pillar today. And we're also chatting to Bonds, who's representing the psychedelic Rottweilers, getting together for a very special gig. Fast approaching, Jip. Remind us where and when this gig is. It's at the Railway Station Hotel in Port St Mary on November the 25th. And I should add as well, um, there's another band playing called Secret Gig. And there's a DJ, Pip who runs the Air and Art Centre, who's oh, a DJ of some renown. He's he's playing. And what sort of stuff can we expect from Secret Gig? Um, music. It's a it's secret. A secret. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Bonds. We'll leave it at that. Just for the mystery of it, we'll leave it at that. I'm sure there'll be ace, though, anyway. Um, so it's going to be an awesome night and talk about reforming uh, after 32 years, is Indeed, it, Indeed, yes, 32 years. We're back. Yeah, no pressure or anything. <laughs> no, It'll be not fine. Don't be nervous. It's all good. Well, listen, there's one thing I've not asked you both yet for your firsts, and I want to know um, who would be the first artist or act that you would recommend to others? So it's sort of, who's your kind of go-to then, Bonds? Who would that be? It's without a doubt the Spaceman Three. What is it about Spaceman Three? They're just the, the music. Is, it's just hypnotic. I, mean, I, I just love that they do an album called The Perfect Prescription, and it's the perfect album from start to finish. You just can't go wrong. It's you get lost in it. You listen to it, and you're off in a different world. It's beautiful album and just fantastic music. I, until you hear it, I can't really describe what it does to me. You know, it, it really is. It's an emotional roller coaster. I love it. When you listen to it, you kind of set the mood in the room as well. I like to listen to it on headphones with eyes closed. So I'm just, I'm just there in the music. I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want anything else. I can't listen to it in the car, you know, because I just, I wouldn't know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> And interestingly, Jip, I think that's someone that you love as well, isn't it, Spaceman 3? Yeah, yeah, a massive Spaceman 3 fan. I mean, we both saw Spaceman 3's last ever gig together back in 1989. The first time we'd seen them and it was their last ever gig. And then I went on, well, Spaceman 3 split into two factions, so you had Sonic Boom. We went on to do experimental audio research and various other bands. And Jason Pierce, who went on to form Spiritualized. Spiritualized, of course, yeah. They were probably the band I've seen more than any other. Yeah. So it's a long-term love affair. Oh, and what, what album do you recommend for someone who's not experienced Spaceman 3 before? Or record? Um, for Spaceman 3, it, yeah. well, if you've said perfect prescription, <laughs> I'd go with Sound of Confusion just because it's full of beautiful noise. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's by the sound of things, you know, if Bonds were saying listen on your headphones, then presumably the production's really key on it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it, it's immersive music. It's not um, it's not easy listening, if you know what I mean. It's sort of it's music to to dive in, um, you know. Because I mean, some of the one of the tracks on on Sound of Confusion, Roller Coaster. Um, I think it's about twenty five minutes long, isn't yeah. it? It's one chord. Remember, sorry, I mean that's not selling it to me. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not for everyone. Not by any stretch of the imagination. It's probably. Probably just us, <laughs> but um, I was going to say even one note samba isn't just one note. <laughs> yeah, I mean John Peel famously played. That's where I first heard them on John Peel's show, and he 
excuse me, he put it on and then just put all the records on in between and just kept putting it going back and going, oh, yeah, they're still playing. Only John Peel could get away with that. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. But, um, okay, so you've been beaten to the... Beaten to the run, really, yes. with, uh, with Spaceman 3, because Bonds has already chosen it. So let's have a choice from you, then, if you're going to recommend an artist. Um, if I recommend something that isn't so well-known, um, Neutral Milk Hotel are the one that do it for me. Yeah. They're one of my special bands. Um, they, they, uh, they only did two albums. Um, the one that gets most applauded is um, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. And how do you describe it? I mean, it's... It's a world of its own. It's a universe of its own. Jeff Mangum, the the singer, um, was a big part of a record label called Elephant Six, who had numerous bands that were. It's, it's, I wouldn't call it a psychedelic scene in America, but it was it was like a jangly '60s sort of scene. Um, and Neutral Milk Hotel were his band, and they're they're fraught with problems. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong with the band, and. It's a, it's a great story to read about, um, but the music is just, it's otherworldly. He wrote it about um, Anne Frank loosely. It's a concept album about her story, but it's the lyrics are incredibly surreal and dreamy. Um, and you, once you've learned the words, it, it, becomes, it becomes very obsessive. People who love that album are truly evangelical about it. It's like, it's the only album that's like that album. So I'd recommend anyone who's kind of loosely into alternative music um, and songwriting to listen to it because it's an incredible piece of work. Oh, do you know what? I'm definitely going to check it out because it is getting to a point now, nowadays it does sort of almost feel like everything's been done. So to find a record that is so different is going to be a breath of fresh air. So, I, I mean, I know some of the stuff, but I have never listened to a full album, so I'm going to go check that one out. Many thanks for the recommendation. Well, it has been lovely chatting to you both. Fascinating. And I'm super excited for your gig. <laughs> and you. uh, Bonds, Thank may you. this be the first of many more psychedelic rock violence gigs. Let's hope it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll you. keep us posted on it. And uh, yeah, get yourselves down there. It's going to sure to be a good one. Where can we get the vinyl again for 13th Pillar Jip? Sound Records in Douglas from Jack and Ed or Brian's Record Shop in Port St Mary or the Bridge Book Shop. It may be available other places someone hasn't told me but um, they're the ones I know about. Basically look for a flash of orange. Or, or meet Selwyn in um, South Burrill Car Park and he'll give you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> I love there you is for a story that behind that, but I'll just leave it. I at think that. leave it there exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, and all the best for the future. Cheers. Thanks.